And greetings, Leadheads. Welcome back to episode 108, Talking Lead. So, guys, it's been a it's been a busy week to, since we talked to you last. I took a little vacation, a little sabbatical, went down to South Carolina and visited some friends down there. Drove by the the church where all the uh, the happenings are going on right now. Very sad. Uh, they were still doing some funerals. They had it locked down. I wasn't able to go up uh, real close. I was surprised that there weren't more protesters there. Uh, it seemed very civil. He said there wasn't a lot of people uh, getting out of line or trying to make statements or anything like that. The day I arrived was when POTUS was leaving, thank goodness. So I didn't have to deal with all that mess and that traffic. But nonetheless, it was a good time. If you've been seeing the uh, post on Facebook and uh, Instagram, I hope you enjoyed those. We have uh, a special guest in today. He's been on the show before, uh, so you may or may not recognize his voice, but he is with us um, in a different capacity with a different company now. And I'm going to let him start talking. And as always, I like you guys to try to guess who it is before uh, I tell you who it is. So welcome in, buddy. What's going on, Marty? How are you doing today? Shoot, man. Just living the dream. What about you? I'm doing just fine sitting here in the uh, in my, in the office just uh, chatting with you on the whatever on it's it. Google Hangouts. That's what the, it is. The interwebs? <laughs> interwebs yeah man so uh, you've had a busy day today i know we had a little little challenge getting uh, the time worked out but i appreciate you joining us what have you done in firearms this week well i have done a lot in firearms this week but i, I haven't it's shot a job anymore. isn't it <laughs> go ahead oh, I've, I've sold a lot of firearms this week how's that sound Earning that almighty dollar. That's it. So in case you guys hadn't, you can't recognize him. It's hard to recognize because it sounds like he's in a freaking tin can because he doesn't have a, a headset. You think they pay you a little more and you could afford a, you know, a headset to take care of the social media stuff, brother. Well, like I said, Marty, I'm not much onto the social media and uh, no one told me I needed a headset. But man, you're going to be a celebrity now. So, uh, okay, so I'm going need to need to get a headset then, huh? You need to get a headset. I mean, 20 bucks. Come on. Uh, look, right, mine, mine, mine looks like an air traffic controller get up here. <laughs> so we've got Andrew Brenneman, and Andrew was formerly with the Nashville Armory, and he's been on our show a couple of different times. If you guys recall the the uh, skinny, what is it? What did I say? <laughs> Skin your Skin meat, wagon. meat wagon. <laughs> Skin that meat wagon. <laughs> Yeah, you'd never let me live that one down. Oh, I think I still have that on my computer. I just hit it sometimes just to laugh at you. Oh, dude, if you have that sound bite, send it to me. I'll cut it I think, in. I think I've got it somewhere. Okay, send that to me. I'll definitely cut that in. That'll be so cool. Uh, but Andrew is with Kalashnikov USA now. Congratulations, man. Oh, thank you. Having a good time over here. So you guys just did a major release this week. Uh, well, actually, when our, our listeners hear this, uh, it will be last week, but uh, this is the day after you made your, your major announcement. And what was that? Um, our major announcement is we're going to begin shipping our new U.S. manufactured Kalashnikov rifles. Um, you'll be seeing them in stores. Um, they'll start shipping out to dealers this month, and um, you should see it at your local dealer. You know, end of this month, beginning of August. Very cool. And this is kind of a uh, a double, I guess, purpose show for me. Is I'm trying to learn more about the AK-47 rifle. 
I'm an AR guy, diehard AR guy, and I haven't really taken much time to learn about the AK-47 rifle. And it's kind of going to be one of my missions now is to learn more about the rifle, get one, you know, learn the ins and outs of it. And um, so you're kind of my, you know, kick off to that new project that I'm going to be doing. Good deal. So I'm going to be leaning heavily and relying heavily on you, brother, to help me with the, the knowledge and, and whatnot for those things. Because you're, you're very proficient in the AK platform, right? Oh, yeah. I think I got my first AK when I was 13, Marty. Okay. Yeah. And you're what, 23 now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so All right. 10 years ago. No, no, no. So, yeah. So you're very familiar with the, with the rifle and uh, the ins and outs. So it's probably a natural fit for you to, to go on over to Kalashnikov. AK shirt today. Oh, restate that. You broke up. I said I'm wearing my AK shirt today from Indo. Nice, like that. But yeah, I'm an AK nut, I, and uh, this was just, when this this opportunity came along. It was a perfect fit for me. Just jumped right on board with them, and uh, we've been going gangbusters ever since. Now, I I had heard that you'd taken a new position, and I didn't really know what it was. And then I ran into you at NRA in Nashville, and you were at the booth there. I thought you were just kind of looking at the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And then I look a little closer at your badge. And I'm like, oh, this is this is the new gig, man. Awesome. Y'all had some y'all had some pretty cool pretty cool guns there, and uh, we'll talk about those a little bit later. But now Arlie Army is going to give us the intro for our Jack Wagon of the Week to take a ride on that Jack Wagon train. Hey, Ralph, Simplified, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, so, Andrew, who's our Jack Wagon of the Week? The Jack Wagon of the Week is actually two gentlemen who are nameless currently, but um, if you didn't see this in the news, apparently these two Jack Wagons thought it'd be fun to go into a Gulfport, Mississippi Walmart, load up a 12-gauge shotgun, and pump one into the tube, and scared the Jesus out of a whole bunch of shoppers and caused the sheriff department to have to come down there and the SWAT team and all kinds <laughs> of other shenanigans. Um, I guess they were exercising their open carry right in the state of Mississippi. Um, they weren't charged with anything because they couldn't be, but they should have been charged with being jack wagons for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's kind of like yelling fire, I guess, in a, uh, in a theater. They should have got something thrown at them, but, uh, but they did make it on the jack wagon train. <laughs> Absolutely. Giving us all, all of us good gun owners a bad name by acting like jack wagons. Absolutely. And there's no there's no call for that. I'm sure that they did it just to make a statement. So they actually bought the shotgun and the ammo at the same time there at the Walmart. I'm getting conflicting reports about that. One article said that they bought it there, one article said that they carried it in. So I don't know exactly which way that went, but Either way, they're still jack wagons. Yeah. All right. So welcome to the jack wagon train, guys. Um, I did have a nomination here. I want to go back to from last week. All right. So one of our listener nominations comes from Chuck Samford. And uh, we've you, you guys have heard us talk about him before. He actually won the, um, the T-shirt contest where he got the two vets arms uh, AR. And he wanted to nominate Carl Rove for saying the only way to get rid of gun violence is to repeal the Second Amendment. Like I said, that was that was over a week ago, so you guys are probably familiar with that. I'm not going to go into great detail. Have you heard anything about that? 
Andrew? Yeah, I heard about it, and I mean, there's just I, what do you say about that? I mean, <laughs> no, you, you say it's sheer lunacy, is what you say. Yeah. You say he's a jack wagon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's so beyond stupidity. It doesn't even it doesn't even compute in my brain. Uh, so here's the link. It's Republican strategist Carl Rove said on Fox News Sunday, the only way to stop gun-related violence like the Wednesday massacre at the uh, Emanuel African Methodist Church in Charleston, South Carolina, which is where I was, was to repeal American citizens' Second Amendment rights. I have a feeling it was probably taken out of context anyway. Yeah, it probably was. But that's, probably what said, that's not live. You know, he probably said that and then followed it up with, and that's not going to happen or practical. Right, and that's... Okay, so here here's his exact words from Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we have come a long way. Now maybe there's some magic law that will keep us from having more of these. I mean, basically the only way to guarantee that we would dramatically reduce acts of violence involving guns is to basically remove guns from so- from society. And until somebody gets enough oomph to repeal the Second Amendment, that's not going to happen. I don't think it's an answer. So. Poor I mean, choice of words, but I don't think he's a Second Amendment. I don't yeah, think I, I don't think he is either. I think he just, he just had diarrhea of the mouth, and he his words didn't come out the way he meant them. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't so, think he has switched sides by any means. Says although Rove made these comments during an appearance on Fox News Sunday, a video of the comments was never posted by uh, by Fox News. Other videos from that show were posted, but Rove's comments on, uh, but not Rove's comments on the Second Amendment. Yeah, I think it's just something. It was just a poor choice just of words. Take, of yeah, and taken out of context. Yeah, yeah, so. bad, poor choice of words are taken out of context. All right, so that's our Jack Wagon of the Week. Let's go ahead and do our facts fact, to, fight to fight the myth section. And Andrew, um, since we are going to be talking about AKs today, I think this would be a, a good kind of lead into to our AK discussion. So, what's what's our fact to fight the myth this week, Andrew? All right, Mario, fact to fight the myth this week. We're going to talk about everyone saying that AKs aren't accurate, that they don't they don't have good accuracy, that you can't hit your targets with them. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this will be good for you too, Marty, being new to the AK world. It'll be a good piece of information. Hey, the reason that a lot of people say that AKs aren't accurate have nothing to do with the rifle. It's because they're shooting crappy, crappy ammunition out of said rifle. If you have a quality, well-built AK-47 or AK clone or variant, and you shoot quality ammunition through it, they're extremely accurate. I have multiple AK-47s that shoot sub-one-inch groups at 100 meters with quality ammunition. If you crack open a spam can of something made in in Czechoslovakia in 1968, yeah, you're probably not going to get great accuracy out of your AK because you're not going to have any consistency in the rounds. Right. But couldn't that be said for any gun? Absolutely. But... The majority of the ammunition on the market for 760 by 39 is military surplus ammo. So AKs have gotten this rap that they're not accurate, which, I mean, yes, there are some garbage AKs out there that aren't accurate, that aren't well built. You know, if you're paying less than 500 bucks for an AK, you're not getting a real good quality AK in this current market, you know. Right, um, because the, the AK rifle has become astoundingly more popular over the last, would you say, five years? Absolutely, huge increase, and the increases the increases we're having we're having a lot of quality built AK forty sevens as opposed to cheap junk built guns off of old parts kits being slapped together here in the U S. 
there's a lot of companies out there that are building really high quality AKs like Kalashnikov, and the guns are are extremely accurate. But if you feed them, you know, if you feed them crappy ammo, you're going to get crappy results. So that's where the big myth about AKs not being accurate comes from. Right. Um, so and, if you get a good quality round and a good quality AK, you you can expect some really really good results and accuracy. And, and you think it might come from all the third world uh, military and freedom fighter groups that use them that aren't well trained and they kind of probably kind of got that from the military guys when they're getting shot and they're like hey, those guys can't hit the broadside of a barn yeah that, that's part of it but you know a lot of guys they'll they'll take their AK and they'll go out and they'll shoot it and they'll say oh I can shoot you know I can shoot a two inch group at 200 meters with my AR and I can't hit nothing with this AK nine times out of ten look at the ammo they're shooting right well you got yeah, I mean, you got a little different sight picture on an AK versus an AR too, that you kind of got to get used to. If, oh, if absolutely, you're an they AR shoot guy, right? Yeah, AKs AKs don't shoot the same as ARs. You got to learn how to shoot an AK, just like any other rifle. It, it's going to shoot a little bit different. It recoils differently. It operates differently. It weighs different. Uh, the sights are different. So, I mean, you obviously, you have to put some time into it. You can't just pick it up and expect to be a marksman with it. You know, your first thirty round mag out of it. Right. But, um, but yeah, you know, if any of your listeners want to uh, argue that fact, tell them to grab their favorite spam cam and a chronograph and. The first time I did it, I was absolutely shocked by some of the results of the variances in uh, muzzle velocities and feet per right. second going through a chronograph out of the same box of ammo. It was pretty. It was pretty disturbing. Now, there's there's many different variants of the AK. Oh yeah. Right? Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. So so what kind of what kind of variants on the AK rifle do we have? Well, let, let, let's let's talk really broad right now and kind of go with the two groups of AKs. Right. Um, what you have is you have milled receiver AKs and stamped receiver AKs. So milled receiver AKs, the receivers are milled from a block of steel. A stamped receiver AK is a flat piece of steel that the holes and things are stamped out of. It's folded. Then everything's installed onto that stamped receiver. Stamped receiver AKs are what's currently used by military forces, including the Russians. Milled receiver AKs, they fell out of favor a long, 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 long time ago for, for lots of reasons. Weight, expensive uh, building them. They're, they're a lot more expensive to machine, or they were back then. Now with CNC machining or not, they're almost, you know, they're, it's negligible, the price difference. Right. Um, AKs, for the majority of the life of the AK-47, have been stamped receivers. So the, tr- the, the more popular stamped milled is an old style, but is making a big resurgence in the U.S. Um, AK market. Mm-hmm. So um, then you've got you know lots of different variants barrel length. You've got um, SBRs, crank offs. Um, you've got RPKs. Which now what's are, what's a what's a crank off? Crank off is going to be is a, what's it's a fully automatic short barreled AK. Okay, um, it's got a shortened gas system, a short barrel. The military versions have a metal triangle folding stock. Um, they come with what they call a crank off style brake, which is which is a very odd looking muzzle brake. Um, they're very very, 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 very cool little rifles. Cool what, would you, uh, what would you like in the muzzle brake to? Kind of like a like a big cylinder with a trumpet on the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> like like a big funnel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what what's the barrel length typically on those? Um, on cranks, I believe they're eight inch, but don't quote me exactly on that because I know it's a fraction of some sort. Right. Yeah. Well, they can Google it. They can Google yeah. it. <laughs> I've I've heard that terminology before, you know, the crank eye, and I didn't really know what made it a crank off versus something else. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a specific model of a of an AK, a full auto AK. 
Okay. So it does have to be full auto to be a crank off? I mean, technically. To be an AK-47, it has to be full auto. We just refer to them all as AKs, kind of like you refer to ARs as ARs. Right. Typically, an an AK-47, calling an AK-47 is like calling an AR-15 and M-16. Gotcha. An AK-47 technically is fully automatic. Um, We just refer to them all as AK-47s or AKs, but they're really, you know, AK variants. Right. It'll be a correct term. Since we're talking about variants, let's let's talk about Kalashnikov and the the different variants that they have. All right, what, yeah. do you, what do you guys have available right now? Um, well, our initial U.S. offering is going to be ten models. All the rifles that we're going to offer on our on our first straight up out, out of the gate are all going to be seven point six two by thirty nine, which is your standard AK round. And we're going to have two of the Sega twelve gauge shotgun models available on our initial U.S. launch, which everybody knows the Sega twelves. They're awesome. Um, so we'll have, we will be manufacturing the Sega 12s with our first go here in the U.S. We do have uh, one model that's for our poor brethren in the restricted states, um, which will be like the, the old classic Sega with the straight, you know, sporter stock on it. Yeah. Um, we've got a, a, a pretty basic stripped-down model called the L. It's got a pistol grip, a uh, uh, standard fixed butt stock, slant muzzle brake, and just a slick forend. After that, we've got the S and the SS model. Um, the S model is going to be a standard AK buttstock pistol grip, and it's going to have a, a 74 style brake. So it's going to have the uh, AK 74 style brake on it, which okay. is the uh, the large brake with the slits on both sides on the end. The SS is going to be the same rifle, except it's going to come standard with a quad rail and a six position skeletonized stock. The uh, F1 is going to have quad rail, slant brake, and a folding six position collapsible stock. Then the flagship is the Z model. The Z model comes with a six-position adjustable stock with an adjustable cheek piece, quad rail, foreign grip, uh, CAA, six-position uh, pistol grip, which you can change out the front and back straps with three different sizes. Yeah, um, and then we have that. a classic wooden AK. It's going to be the classic wooden furniture with the standard uh, classic-style AK-47 uh, slant muzzle brake. Cool. You're going to do a witty. All those guns are going to ship with 30-round mags. In states that they're allowed, in states of restricted states, they're going to come with 10-rounders. Then we have the 109T, which is our 12-gauge Sega-style rifle. It's going to be an 18-inch barrel with a welded muzzle brake, so that at the end of the muzzle brake is 18 inches. It's 18 mm-hmm. and a half. Um, it comes with a 10-round um, box magazine, 6 position adjustable stock. Then we have the 109L, which is um, a 12-gauge pistol grip, standard fixed stock, and no muzzle brake, just a straight barrel. That's going to be our initial cool. offer. What are the price breaks on those? Um, got those obviously, all, all I can tell you guys is what the MSRP is on these rifles. Um, what they right. hit the shelves for is obviously going to be different. You know, anybody in the gun world knows that you rarely pay MSRP for a gun. Starting off at the low end, um, MSRP is seven sixty one for the seven sixty two by thirty nine rifle, and on the high end, MSRP is nine thirty six. On the shotgun, uh, low end in, uh, MSRP is going to be eight seventy five, and the decked out T is nine ninety nine. I definitely want to get my hands on the uh, the twelve gauge. I've not shot one of those yet. Oh uh, well, we'll definitely have to go out and do some. Uh, we'll have to go out and shoot some do, video for that one. Do some YouTuber videos. Absolutely, we'll go. We'll go rip some rounds. Hills, yeah, hills, yeah. And yeah. it's good because you're you're just up the road from me, so I'm you sitting right down the street. I'm glad you didn't have to relocate for your new job. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one. That was the other thing that really attracted me to this job. I've been looking for a job where I didn't have to relocate. I love Nashville. Oh, yeah. It's a great city. Y'all come see us now, you hear? <laughs> yep. 
I've got I've got a few more interviews from the 2015 Shot Show, and I want to to run this one today. It's it's not related to AKs or anything, uh, unfortunately, but uh, it's still a very entertaining interview that I did with the guys from Tread Swift Tactical. I mean, these guys were a hoot. They were a blast to to hang out with and and do the show with. And but uh, you guys take a listen, and Andrew and I will be right back. And we are back at the 2015 SHOT Show and the 100th episode of Talking Lead. Thanks to our buddies at the Artificial Shoulder Pocket, ASP. Check them out at asp.co. We've got uh, some guys that, that are affiliated with uh, with Alex and Brian. I don't know that you're affiliated, but you know them. Uh, we got the guys from, was it Treadwell? Were you on the, the Born Su- Supremacy movie or, or something like that? No, seriously, you guys are with Tread Swift? That's correct. Tread Swift Tactical LLC. That's us. And I've got... Dave. Mike. Eric. Cass. The crew. C.S. Now is this is this everybody or do you have more that uh, that that aren't here? We do have more. One of our guy, one of our other founders, he's actually teaching a communications course on the East Coast, and uh, one of our other uh, precision weapons section instructors just got back from Baghdad about a week ago, mm-hmm. and uh, surprised his wife and little one. Uh, got himself wrapped up in a box and sat in the garage and waited for him to get home. Who knows how long he was there? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Surprise! Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so they're not here with us this this week, but uh, of course in spirit. Okay. So you're you're using terms like uh, instructor. So I guess uh, you know our our listeners are pretty smart. So they're probably saying oh, these guys are some kind of trainers or or Absolutely. school or <laughs> tell us about Tread Swift. Tread Swift Tactical was a company that was started about two years ago uh, at the end of our uh, deployment to Afghanistan, Operation Enduring Freedom in uh, 2012, there, right at the very end of the year. Mike and myself, uh, two of the original founders, uh, would come in after missions and just discuss what we were going to do when we were getting out of the Marine Corps because it was getting to that time. Uh, the Marine Corps was drawing down from Afghanistan. Uh, our job was over. I mean, mm-hmm. not really. The job's never done, but the job was over. Right, you're like, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? Yeah. I mean, where's the we work? got all these skills, right? Well, so we, uh, so as we sat and talked about it, we figured uh, we might as well come home and and not only take our experiences to the uh, law enforcement and military guys that are that hadn't been over uh, overseas, uh, but also educate the uh, the American public uh, in the in our ways to an extent, so mm-hmm. that they could understand how better to protect themselves and their family, right? Seeing as how the sheepdog, the sheepdog, the sheepdog. That's right. Implement that uh, sheepdog ideology so that when these guys that we didn't finish off overseas follow us home, they know how to protect themselves. Right. Which they have, in, in fact, unfortunately. We started off kind of small. Um, when we got back, it was kind of a, you know, like we were saying. It this was, is we'd, Mike talking. We'd come back from missions, and I mean, just kind of. Every direction. It was kind of like we were just taking shots in every single direction, whether we wanted to do concealed carry courses, um, who we were going to train, mm-hmm. uh, were we going to get into precision weapons? You're all we over the place. Huh? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so the the first couple of years have been pretty hectic. Um, we're directionalized now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of have our hand still in a little bit of everything, but mm-hmm. uh, primarily, you know, weapons attacks is pistols, carbine, precision wipe, rifles, things like that. Yeah. So how long have you guys been doing this? For two years. two years, two years now. Okay, yep. so so you're you know relatively new. Yeah, yeah. So where are you based out of? Where, where's your operations at? Our company is based out of Florida. Our instructors and owners are 
spread to the seven seas. Uh, <laughs> okay. I like to say because uh, everybody went home from, you know, obviously the, the EAS and active service and, and they go home to their home of record with their wives, their children. And we're working towards getting centralized once more back to Florida to build our training facility so that we. He's up to something. What do you, you're thinking, you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> He looks mischievous back there. He is. He yeah. Absolutely. Is. Yeah. He's the ranger in the yeah, group. The oddball. So. Yeah, the There you Everybody's got to have a ranger. Yeah. <laughs> At least you got to have your token ranger, right? Yeah. That's right. Comic relief. Yeah. <laughs> more than that. More than that. He brings a lot of good skills to the table as yep. well. Not to jump around. We'll mention him here in a little bit. Yeah. So I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You're, oh, no. you're going to find out that that's, that's kind of our show. We'll, we'll start off one direction and all of a sudden, squirrel, boom. <laughs> But then we'll get right back on. That's so. okay. That's all right. That's how this week has been, in fact. Yeah, so. yeah it has yeah. been. It has been. So you, you got to be able to, to do it on the fly, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So the different courses that you're offering right now, um, now you said there are some that are specifically for law enforcement, military that, you know, not open to, to civilians. Correct. And, you know, a big base of our, our subscribership, you know, listeners are military law enforcement guys. Is this something that they do on their own, or do you go into the the actual um, like the, the, the contracting police? system with the DOE? Yeah, yeah, with the DOE or you know something like that. We we do. We have the ability to uh, to work with the uh, Department of Defense or the Department of State or DOE, anybody in the federal government. We have the ability to take a contract with them, um, but we don't necessarily have to wait on that. If there are individuals out there that uh, want to come and and learn or sharpen the edges, as we'll say. Uh, they can do that as an individual, and as long as we can get a course together for them in their local area, mm-hmm. or they come to the instructor uh, that uh, that they want to learn from, uh, we can do that as well. So we'll take an individual if they come to us, or we'll. So you'll just do personal one-on-one training. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Yep. I mean, most of these training companies and people they they want a large you know group. That's right. correct. And and go ahead. And it usually when we travel, if uh, you know, if we're flying from, I'm I'm in Michigan right now. That's where I live. If okay. I'm flying all the way to California to teach a course, uh, there is a minimum. Well, how'd you of get students. the crappy state, man? Um, He's down in Florida. You're in Michigan. You get all born the nasty, raised. Love it. The nasty. Well, I'm gonna say it's crappy state. I'm just talking about the weather wise. <laughs> yeah. I love Michigan. I mean, don't get me that wrong. It's not in the southern United States. Uh, as soon as as soon as I left, <laughs> as soon as I left to come out to Vegas, they've been getting pounded with snow. Yeah. So I'm definitely not missing that. Oh, no doubt. But. Yeah, if, uh, like I was saying, if we if we go someplace, you know, to teach a course, usually there's ten student minimum, just because. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's uh, flights, you know, per diem things like that that we have to yeah, pay the instructors. It's got to be worth your while. Yeah. But I mean, if if it's somebody close to one of our instructors and they come in, we have absolutely no problem teaching one on one. Or if they want to pay so, the that, right the exactly. fee. Exactly. Right. But yeah. us going to them helps keep their costs down as well mm-hmm. right? versus flying 10 students out to wherever we're at. Sure. So, for instance, we've got a, a course of about 15 guys up in Oregon, and uh, I told them, you know, they can fly to us if they want, but it would cost them a lot more money to do so mm-hmm. versus just flying one or two instructors in and, and giving them room and board for about a week, and then we we teach them all day every day. Right. So, so I'm, I'm assuming that uh, each of you have, like, a specialty, something that, that you're – that yeah. you're really good at. Yes, well, uh, you probably our, have your own course or something like that. Yes, we. Uh, I mean, our background. Uh, we're we're reconnaissance marines, and scout snipers, and from, a ranger, and a ranger, and a ranger. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna leave him out. Uh, we've all got at least uh, eight years worth uh, of time fighting in the global war on terrorism. So we not only do we bring our skill sets as snipers and recon marines, who we go through uh, close quarters battle training. 
basic sniper school, basic scout sniper school, um, urban sniper school, mountain sniper school, uh, breacher. And we, we take, we bring that experience from those courses and from being overseas and actually, uh, being in combat back to the range. And right. we, we utilize that experience to train our students. So very cool. Our sections are broken down um, into weapons and tactics, which is my section, precision weapons section, which is CASA's section, and uh, tactical medicine, uh, which are which are our three major sections. And we've got the smaller ones that you could you could almost say they fit up under weapons and tactics, which mm-hmm. is the global survival piece, uh, the reconnaissance <coughs> and surveillance piece, um, things of that nature. Right. Which the last two I just mentioned, uh, they're they're strictly LE mill. Yeah. A lot of us can interchange in and out of a lot of these positions. You yes. know. Now, are you doing uh, like civilian beginner classes? Um, yes, I, I focus on the handling, civilian Handling, safety. Um, it's because I'm an NRA certified instructor uh, teaching concealed carry classes, things like that, right on, uh, the right personal on. protection in the home. And it's the reason I got into the, the NRA side of the house teaching teaching civilians like that is because there are, there are a lot more guns out there than there are people trained how to use them. Right. So – uh, just because you buy a gun doesn't mean you know how to use it. You know, Man, a lot, a we lot of preach that. And, we preach that on this show day in and day mm-hmm. out. You know, and, and, it just, and it can't be said enough. And even just taking your your concealed carry course, the personal protection in the home through the NRA, or the basic pistol, that's that should just be your first step. Yeah. You know, you need to you need to continue. That's education. the beginning. Yes, you, know? you need to continue to get. That's on not the range. that's not your last. You need to keep on mm-hmm. go further, take it forward, and continue. Mm-hmm. Continue doing it. Repetitiveness. You know, Absolutely. You, you gotta, you gotta stay fresh on, on your firearm, uh, handling and the safety. Cause if you buy a firearm, you throw it in the, the, uh, the top drawer of your bedroom, you know, and it's two years go by, you're, oh, I hadn't shot this thing. And it's just, it's people like that think that they're just automatically going to be able to, Mm-hmm. You know, take that and and use it effectively, and that's just not the case. Yep, absolutely not. How many courses would you say that you guys have have instructed over your last two years? Over the last two, we've got about fourteen courses under our belt. We, um, I actually did my first one. Uh, my students came to me. I had five guys in North Carolina mm-hmm. uh, in November of two thousand and thirteen, and all throughout two thousand fourteen, uh, we traveled across the United States, mostly. Mostly, though, focusing in Georgia, North Carolina, and Florida, those were the three states that we, we hit the most, yeah. uh, and we, we did most of our courses there. And it was a combination, sometimes repeat clients. They, they came for a tactical carbine and pistol course, which mm-hmm. is our basic two-day course. And then right after that, well, they have uh, scoped rifles. They have precision weapons that they want to learn how to use. So we, yeah. then we would roll right over to that. So sometimes we would do, I mean, in Georgia, I did three back-to-back courses. Uh, teaching tactical carbine and pistol, basic precision weapons, and then another tactical carbine and pistol uh, within the same week. So we stay busy that way. All last year was going, going, going. We weren't yeah. home very much. Now I heard something about canine. Yeah, you guys walked in. That's the that's the Rangers yes. uh, department. So, so I'm gonna pass the mic what, over to him. What's that entail? What's uh, dog piece. Uh, that's kind of what I bring. Uh, one aspect that I bring to the table uh, with my experience in the military as a dog handler. Uh, two of my multiple deployments as a dog handler overseas in Afghanistan that I, I got out and I got into instructing canine, um, canines for, uh, the government and civilians, mm-hmm. law enforcement. So is it more for protection type or more for, um, search and find kind of? Well, well, it's multiple. Yeah. Um, and dogs, that's the great thing about dogs, multiple 
different categories. Sure. Uh, everything from. So it's not just one that you, you do a little bit of everything. Right. All the way down to the basic sit and stay and don't pee on my carpet. <laughs> so, just general obedience. Yeah, type. absolutely. It, it gets all, brought all the way down there from a dog, uh, you know, chasing a dog down to your neighborhood to teaching uh, like a government law enforcement civilian mm-hmm. just how to incorporate their dog. You, down to your home protection. Yeah. A lot of people, they spend a lot of money on their dogs. You're talking multiple grands for a dog because they see somebody or somebody tells them that this dog. This is the he, breed you he want. Looks, yeah. He looks the part. This is the breed. This is what it's supposed to do. They spend all this money on the dog and then they go to their nine to five and this dog then becomes Lassie. Right. So all the way down to there from a dynamic dog being able to use uh, from law enforcement mm-hmm. or something like that down to uh, your own personal dog. Yeah. So uh, you're the, doing like the drug sniffing dogs and, and things detection, like that for, for airports? Det- detection, uh, which is the sniffing capability, yeah. obviously. And there, that breaks down into multiple categories. Yeah. Uh, then we have the protection aspect. Right. Uh, and then down to what obedience. About, what about service dogs? Service dogs. I actually have a service dog, uh, myself. I have a Czech Shepherd. He, he's my service dog as well. And, and I take him around and, and show people and, and say, here, here's one of the products. A lot of that done was done actually before I got him. Uh-huh. Uh, but there's some things that I compounded on that, you know, you can see, you can feel, and you can touch kind of the capabilities that I'm about to teach or instruct. Right. Um, right now here on the spot, as opposed to hearing me talk about something that you, that you haven't seen. So that's kind of that one of the aspects that I that I bring to the table with my experience. There you go. There you go. So he just qualified himself. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to keep him on the team. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to grow a little taller. That way, when a the picture, tall, hey. yeah, we don't have to take pictures from the ground yeah, level. <laughs> right, buddy. Let's just let's just be right. happy with what we got. Exactly. You know? <laughs> we may have to invest into a selfie stick. Yeah, that way it's pointed up, <laughs> it's pointed uh, up. for us. Right. I, I could be like the second tallest person in the room, but I still feel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm never the second tallest person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. So, and I'm going to say it wrong, but is it C ass? Is that what? Is that what Cass. 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 Most people don't get it, so I just tell them CS. CS. That's, uh, that's a little bit easier to understand. Um, what do you bring into the table, buddy? Uh, precision weapons. There we go. Um, so now we're talking. We start off with basic precision weapons course, uh, all the way up to advanced precision weapons course, and we also have a urban precision weapons course um, for law enforcement, and government. So, what are you teaching in this in this course? Just give an example of some basic of the precision weapons course. We're teaching you how to use the gun, you know, manipulate the scope, fire accurate shots out to five hundred. And as a beginner, that's where you need to start calling wind uh, yeah. and figuring out your range. Urban Precision Weapons course, it's teaching uh, loophole shooting and uh, obviously setting up urban hides and that type of deal. Right. And then Advanced Precision Weapons course, we're going out to further distances, further ranges, high angle shooting. What type of rifles are you using? Our preference is 300, 300 mm-hmm. wind mag. 300 wind um, mag. But, I mean, you know, students don't always have what we would prefer them to have. And a lot sure. of them have their own their own equipment, you know, and that's what they come with, so... That's what that's what we've got to train them on, we can, and we can teach them how to manipulate any rifle, any weapon system at those ranges, and what it's capable. What, of doing. What's your preferred uh, three hundred Win Mag? Um, three hundred Win Mag. I actually built my own. Okay, I was gonna uh, say you probably got some sort of custom. I, I did jobby. build my own. Yeah, and I built it off of a Savage Action. It's a okay. XLR industry stock Snyder Bull Barrel and a Premier Reticle Scope. But if nice. you keep track of us, soon we will have our own design three hundred Win Mag rifle. Yeah. Like a production model? Yes. 
We've teamed up with someone else that's who's who's actually going to manufacture us uh, a rifle in which we've pretty much specced out ourselves. So it's going to be the Tread Swift. You're going to call it the Tread Swift. <laughs> we don't know what we're going to call it. Yeah, yeah. The nail driver. <laughs> no. <laughs> nail driver. <laughs> we're going to keep that confidential. That's kind of so a cool, yeah. kind of a cool That's name right. though. Tread Swift. The Tread Swift. Well, like it, it came. It came from a combination of a couple of things. Obviously, you got your Gadsden flag, which represent. I mean, the Marine Corps flew the Gadsden flag back in the Revolutionary War, so that's a bit of our history. Yeah. You know the the slogan there, and it's become a very popular thing over the last six years, and we can all guess why. Don't tread on me. We took the tread from that sentence and we applied it to our uh, motto in the reconnaissance community, which is "Swift, Silent, Deadly." But we couldn't say "Tread Swift, Silent, Deadly." It just kind of sounds ridiculous. For a company in it. name, yeah, right? So, <laughs> so we like we looked at it, and you know, and and the treadstone thing, it did pop treadstone. up quite a few things, quite a few times. You know, guys said. Well, isn't Treadstone that thing that uh, Jason Bourne was a part of back in the day? I was like, hey, you know, that's fine. We'll do Tread Swift. And yeah. if people get it wrong, they're still pointing at us. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, that's cool. All right. So there we got like a list of questions that we ask our, our guests, first-time guests. Okay. And they're fun. You know, have fun with them. Cut up. Do whatever you want to. But uh, I'll just go through some of the, the, the main ones here. Um, and you can take them however you guys want to take them. <laughs> All right. So, got me worried. <laughs> tell us, uh, tell us how you originally got involved with firearms. Well, uh, let's see here. Uh, we can all answer this question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the first gun I had was a BB gun at twelve. Uh, my mom was actually that not, counts. Yeah. Well, that she counts. she wasn't too comfortable with uh, the idea of a twelve year old owning a twenty two. She said if the uh, caliber is higher than the age, then you shouldn't be carrying it around. She she just you know. She was well, I was twelve and got yeah. a twelve. Gauge. <laughs> she was misguided. Absolutely. I was twelve and got a twelve gauge. So we're set there. Yeah, there right. you go. Well, Michigan Bingo. they do things differently though. <laughs> Hillbillies up that way. So. <laughs> yeah, but they got shotguns. Yeah, yeah. they do. Have the twelve year olds are running around with shotguns and not BB guns. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's how I got involved with it. Just, uh, air rifle shooting. And, and, uh, as I got older, I, you know, picked up a 22, picked up a 12 gauge, picked up a, a 380 was the first pistol I shot. It was actually a Walther PPK. Yeah. Uh, which as a kid, I'd Bond. real fond of James Bond. James Bond. James Bond. <laughs> right on. Uh, yeah. That's my man. Yeah. So, you know, that was cool. And then, uh, obviously, uh, the Marine Corps starts you out and you're, you carry a rifle wherever you go from day one in boot camp. So after that, that's it was your baby. Yeah, yeah that's your baby. Yeah. You better treat it better than you treat yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we know yours was a twelve gauge at twelve. Yep. Yeah, it was a twelve gauge at twelve. My mom got it for me because uh, you know I could go by myself hunting at thirteen, but she wanted me to get the gun early enough to where I could practice with it. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, I'd insightful been, woman there. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. thinking you know, ahead, forward thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still have that gun. It's the only gun I use. You still have it? Still have it. Which, what kind is it? It's just a Mossberg 500. Mossberg 500? Yep, the old, uh, combo. Comes with a bird barrel and the, oh, and the cool. slug barrel. Yeah. yeah. But, awesome. you know, I've tried other shotguns and it's not the one mama got me, so. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? First, uh, first rifle experience was really just growing up being a Boy Scout. Uh, so there you go. About the same, same age when I was going through scouts. Uh, and then actually when I actually started getting in heavy, probably by the time I was 18, just a little bit before I got into the military, mm. my dad, my, my whole family is veterans. My mom was in the air force. Uh, my dad is still serving in special operations. So I decided to kind of follow the family legacy and then 
guns just started stacking on yeah. top after that. Now you guys are young anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's like you said, your dad's still, you know, serving. And, well, he's about to retire. So, yeah, but yeah, still, yeah. Yeah. So compared to me, I mean, you're, yeah, you're way young. So <laughs> what about you? Um, similar to Eric, uh, I, I really didn't grow up around guns. Um, as far as my, my parents, uh, but I was a boy scout, so shot 22s every once in a while. Yeah. Um, Got the badge. I'm calling BS on that because he's from Texas. Yeah, the great, they come the out great of the country of Texas. Uh-huh. You're from Texas? The great country. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. It absolutely um, is. Independent. But no, uh, my, uh, one of my grandfathers was uh, chief of police, and uh, my other grandfather was uh, frozen chosen in Korea. Um, and really, never, never shot any firearms until about after the age really? of eighteen. Uh, surprisingly enough, that is yeah. surprising. Um, and then I didn't join the Marine Corps until I was twenty-two. So you're kind of a late um, bloomer. Yeah, I got all of my all of my firearms training from from the age of eighteen, starting out hunting. You know, a little bit of deer hunting, a little bit of duck hunting. Right. And then I uh, really got into it once I hit the Marine Corps. So cool. And when it comes to pop culture, whether it's a, a movie. A uh, video game, a TV show, magazine, book. What is your go-to that's firearms related? Who wants to take that one first? I don't know if you'd call it pop culture, but I'll, I'd like to pick up. I like to pick up a book every once in a while. It's especially written by guys from our community or other special operations communities, and uh, and and learn a little bit more from those guys because mm-hmm. they're the guys that taught us. They're the legends. Those names that we right. we say in hushed tones at the bar. You know what I mean? Kind yeah, of, kind yeah. of deal. But uh, you pick that book up, and and so I, the biography type, yeah, type, type of books, yeah, especially yeah. the ones that talk about oh, the absolutely entire counts, team. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Cool. That's my preference. Is there one in particular that that stands out? <clears throat> well, you know, uh, Dalton Fury wrote Kill Bin Laden. That was one of the first ones I picked up. Uh, before I even went into the military, and so I didn't really get too much exposed to the conventional side in books until much later on. And I read this book, and I was like, "That's amazing! That's how you need to do business." Yeah. Um, and he he writes several realistic fiction books now, and I read those as well because they're cool. very realistic and they stick to the guidelines of what he's done in his in right. his career. Um, otherwise, uh, another good one was um, the only thing worth dying for about ODA five seven four coming across the border into Afghanistan with uh, with Karzai uh, and and their uh, their harrowing adventure. <laughs> so that's one of the good ones. Very cool. Who wants to go next? Um, actually, I was yes, yeah, yes, going. <laughs> I wasn't uh, much of a reader before I got in. I'm kind of living a loser lifestyle, drinking a lot, but I uh, <laughs> uh, tend to do that down in Texas, I guess. Yeah. I worked for a beer distributor, but um, <laughs> similar to Dave. It comes Dave, easy that way, right? Yeah, it does. Uh, uh, similar to Dave, that was my first book uh, to read that I really got into, uh, to Kill Bin Laden, yeah. and I uh, really enjoyed that, and I, I pretty much pushed towards the books now. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Watch the news and read books on people in our community and you know what they've been doing out there right on and that's a, that's about what i've got yeah so. i don't really Mike. stick to um to one form you know i mean it's it's real simple for me to you know pull up you know internet explorer or pull up safari or whatever on my phone you uh-huh. know just look at see what's going on in guns and ammo you know see the the latest and greatest Get the digital um, mags on online yeah, yeah. yeah and see yeah. the it, and that's because it's if something happens it's online before it even happens most of the time. That's right. You know, so I mean, it's you read a book about or something as happened. it's happening. <laughs> yes. Yeah. With that being said, you can't you can't lose sight of uh, you know what happened in the past and stuff like that. And that's where that's where the books come in. You mm-hmm. know, um, the nonfictions and things like that. Yeah. So. Eric, right? 
Right, correct. Right. Got it. <clears throat> the short one, Gimli. <laughs> <laughs> so, so mine is actually two part, and, and it's it's come that way as a realization of where I initially saw my exposure and to kind of modernized. Okay, mm-hmm. so if we're talking pop culture with my Ranger background. I obviously have to go Black Hawk down. That that's that's yeah. a lineage of mine. The unit that I went to, there was guys that were from. That actual firefight still serving. So yeah. super relative, even though it was a few years back, yeah. uh, a decade ago or, or more. So yeah, great uh, movie. Yeah. You're watching these these men and these special operations guys fight an entire village, numbers down. And at that time, the majority of guys are still running iron sights day and night. So the practicability that it can be done all the way down to the basic fundamentals, mm-hmm. some of the things we teach and uh, and involve in the courses, that's absolutely applicable. Just, right. So to see that where all the sexy gear and the, the lasers and, and strobes are going around. And going Gucci on the, your ear. These guys are still <laughs> taking the fight to the enemy, and you can kind of see a glimpse of that in all facets. Bad weather, dark, light, inside, outside, distance, close. So now we take it back to kind of relative, and we do the same thing, but then we look at a movie – uh, that was created uh, off of an event like Lone Survivor. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's kind of relative in everybody's hands, and, and you see the kind of more advanced. Uh, but at the same time, you see the same skills. Now they just have a little bit better weapon, weapons, optics, stuff like that. And uh, those two movies, they kind of summarize for me. That's taken to the public what what it's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are probably the two closest, closest uh, to fighting and, comra- and camaraderie the civilian, with using, yeah, with using that weapons. Hollywood could bring. Yeah. Uh, let alone the tremendous stories. Yeah. Now, so have you when seen you're talking the, the new, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. Yeah, I was going to say, have you seen the, the new one? The, um, American Sniper. The American yes. Sniper. Yes. Have you seen yes. that one yet? I haven't seen it. No, yeah. I read the book. Would you, okay. <laughs> Would you categorize that as as kind of what you're what you're saying too? Is it kind of is it relevant? Is I, I do they would, do a good job? I would, that? but I'm allowed these guys to speak because that's more of their world, the long gun. Uh, yeah. So I'm allowed them to speak. Yeah. Great answer, by the way, dude. We've never had one that uh, uh, in depth. I mean, you put a lot of <laughs> a lot of thought into that in a short amount of time. You know, most people say, uh, "Yeah, uh, love Clint Eastwood, man. Anything Clint Eastwood did." Next, (laughs) we come from a different culture. You guys are getting deep on me, man. Thanks on his feet, Clint Eastwood. I mean, speaking of that, he's the one that did American Sniper. Yes. And uh, other than the aesthetics of the movie, you know, the uh, props and such, little too new, and you know, you can tell that you know, there's not they're not in a Middle Eastern village. I mean, we can look at that stuff and we see the majority of time. That's a that's what we call a mountain town or mobile operations in urban terrain or military operations in urban terrain uh, town uh, but the actors uh, they're they're really what made it mm-hmm. uh, Bradley Cooper he got jacked and bearded he did, and he, did. he really did he and packed he, on some weight didn't yeah, he and his Texan his Texas accent I mean it sounds a lot like Cass <laughs> does there and uh, and so you know he did a good job with that as far as that portrait in that dip yeah, yeah. always Always. The thing I, I took away from it the most is, uh, and you see a lot of these movies like, um, talks about Black Hawk Down, Lone mm-hmm. Survivor, things like that. It didn't get into what happened to these guys after they came home and American Sniper. It, it it's kind of, it, the, the war was, a uh, was kind of a, you know, in the back of the picture. You know, it was more of his struggles at home, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. And that's, uh, there's so many veterans out there now that, you know, they're, they're struggling with that. You know, there's, I guarantee you, there's, 
99% of the veterans that went and saw that movie were like, I've dealt with that in some way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah. And Probably it's, uh, shook some branches. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, just, just watching that and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of hit close to home. Yeah. You know, for, for, I know a lot of people. I was just, I was curious because, uh, I mean, the book, obviously, you know, when they turn a movie into, from a book to a movie, right. uh, they miss a lot of the, the details. Sure. And, uh, you know, we always heard that the, uh, the Lone Survivor, you know, they really kind of nailed that one with, with a lot of the stuff, you know, it's kind of, kind of a special ops proof, you know, kind of deal. Uh, I just hadn't heard any feedback on this one yet on, on what the community thought about it. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard from these guys, it really helps portray reality in those guys' lives. Yeah, yeah the struggles at home. I'm guessing yeah. that you don't even have cable. I guess you don't watch <laughs> Actually, TV at that, all. That's funny you say that. Um, I haven't had cable. I haven't had cable for probably since I was 15 or 16. Oh wow! Um, okay. And we, just, which was what about? Five years ago, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, so we're we're talking about like uh, little 15, 30s, 15 right? years now. Yeah. So, and we just got cable about a month ago for the first time since then. Yeah. Um, and and you probably well, don't even turn I, I've it got on a hardly. daughter. She's a year old. You know, coming up on a year. Yeah. And um, since she, I'm sure she'll be watching. Cartoons I haven't had it for type of thing now for a while. <laughs> probably going on about twelve years now. I haven't. I'm not a fan of it, to be honest. I don't need it. Um, yeah. Well, you got the interweb and these smart <laughs> yeah. TVs now where you can do Netflix and... You can even get news on those things. Yeah. Now, yeah. You get news and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, what's some secret squirrel kind of stuff you guys can talk about? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, good answer. <laughs> it's secret squirrel. That's what you can't talk about. So, so on your, um, your courses, you've got a, you've got a basic course. Yes. Probably set up around civilians you know, yes kind of not necessarily maybe beginners but uh after they've got their ccw then like you're talking about now you need to really plan on, getting, on training getting yep. some training would you say that this would be the next logical step with this course absolutely okay yes um you know you have a lot of folks that uh, once they get their concealed carry and they start carrying a pistol on a daily basis and they want to get them further into the uh the realm of the gun world, and they start looking at the AR-15 and, and the AK-47 and everything like that. They they want to they want to buy those things, and they want to start owning that because that's our Second Amendment right. And who can blame them? Yeah. But um, they they that's also our need God-given right. That's our God-given right. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't need no piece of paper to tell me. Nope. Yeah. So <laughs> absolutely, you got to have somebody that can teach you how to use it appropriately, because otherwise you're going to have accidents. I mean, safety is a huge concern with those weapon systems. I mean, yes, with with any any weapon, knife, be it knife, yeah, gun, absolutely. you know, whatever it is, safety is is paramount. Thank you. That's yes. the word I was trying to spit out. Paramount. Yes. <laughs> safety is paramount. So when we when we when we get these guys that uh, they want to take these courses, they've got the gear. They've got the optics. They've got the rifle. Some folks can afford something a little bit better than others, and they mm-hmm. show up with some of the some some military grade style optics and everything else. And I'm like, wow, I saw that at work not two years ago, and yeah. now you've got it, huh? So, well, that's great because I can teach you exactly how to use that. Oh, you, I see you brought an AK-47 to the course. Well, you, I can teach you how to use that as well, and you'll right. be running that thing. You're running that thing much better than you do. Push, pull, drag it on in. (laughs) We'll teach you how to use it. (laughs) Absolutely. So in the beginning of the tactical carbon and pistol course, the first six hours, uh, you'll show up at 738 o'clock and and we'll begin our class. And I say that because we're not going to 
we're not going to put you out on the range without you understanding um, weapon safety condi- weapon safety conditions, uh, safety rules. Mm-hmm. Um, we go through the Marine Corps uh, steps of weapons conditions. So, um, you know, magazine inserted round in the chamber, uh, bolt forward, ejection port covered, closed, weapon on safe kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we run it through. We run them through that. Uh, we teach them about different. We go through the history of the carbine and the pistol. So yeah, they're looking at what background history. That's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You look at what they're carrying today, and they're carrying a, a Daniel Defense Mark 18 and a and a Glock 17. Well, where did that come from? You know, back in the day, you know, guys were carrying the 1907. You know, in the mm-hmm. Springfield 1903. You know, yeah. and they were fighting with that. So from there, all the way up till now, uh, working through the wars and everything else, so we teach them. We we give them a slight history because I'm a history buff. I enjoy I enjoy doing that and giving them that knowledge. Very um, cool. Once we're done with that, we break for lunch and then we roll right out to the range and we do a, B, a BZO or battle site zero. Uh, I don't want anybody to uh, look at me and go, "You're teaching me wrong," and, and I'll ask them why and I say, "Well, m- my group's up here." And I said, "Well, that's not because I'm teaching you wrong. Look at how tight of a group you've actually got. Fact is, you've got a zero your optic to your rifle, and that has mm-hmm. yet to be done. So we teach them how to do that. And the, the important thing is with the basic course is that you teach students how to sustain themselves right. so that they don't have, they, they're not forgetting. Self-reliant. Yeah. Now, and a lot of people think that putting 10,000 rounds down range is what teaches you. Well, yeah, shooting a lot does teach you, and there's no substitute for live fire other than dry fire. But if you're putting 10,000 rounds down range the wrong way... <laughs> Absolutely, ingraining bad habits. Yes. Absolutely, you develop yeah. bad habits yeah. that you know it may not get you killed, but it might make you look bad. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Uh, Depending on what you're trying to accomplish, you know. Absolutely. It's counterproductive. Absolutely. And like so, Dave said, the follow-on training goes with the dry fire as well, and you're yeah. taking that home and yes. implementing those skills, mm-hmm. you know, that we've taught you there as well. So. So we work up into the drills. We start stationary uh, rifle, and we work in pistol. We work on transition from rifle to pistol. A lot of guys have the gear, they got the gun belts, and and they got the pistol holstered there on their hip, and they have no idea how to utilize that, what we call a secondary, because if you're not carrying your pistol as your primary weapon system and you've got a carbine there, your pistol is your secondary weapon system. Well, what happens if that primary goes down? We roll into how to transition into that. We roll into how to clear malfunctions the right way, the safe way, every single time. So that they're not shooting their buddy in the face because yeah. they hit, you know, they, or, they or their the instructor, or their instructor, or their instructor, which has almost happened numerous times. Yeah, uh, not to me, but hey, you're yeah. up in Michigan, so that's <laughs> those. It's those. It's the basic courses, you know. It's the follow-on training. It's people. People get their concealed carry, you know, and or they think they're ready for concealed carry, and you know they don't even know how to take their take their pistol off safe. Yeah. You know, or they keep they their, know keep the magazine, their, how to put the, yeah. insert the magazine. They keep their right. finger yeah. on the put trigger, and, or you know, nice. then they're just there waving it all around. And I mean, it's, it's happened a lot and I've, I've been fortunate enough to, I mean, I've had a lot of close calls. Yeah. People just accidentally discharging around. There, but, there's no accidental. It's no, negligent. No, negligent. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Right. Now, uh, you know, and, and it's important to mention the instructors have always put themselves in a safe position behind the line. They've never put themselves in a dangerous position. It takes yeah. the student point, orienting that weapon system in the direction of the instructor mm-hmm. in order for that. And, and when we cover that, we cover our range safety breach, which, which we do daily. Right. We also cover our drop policy. Our drop policy states that if you are counseled three times throughout the day for negligent actions or discharges, mm-hmm. You are downloaded, and you run through the course dry the rest of the day. 
And at the end of the day, I'd say, well, we're going to have to give you your money back for this day, but we can't have you on the range because you're putting the other students and the instructors in danger. Yeah. And, and that's, Basically, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else can you do? You're right. not mm-hmm. left with the other options. Absolutely. It, it comes down to having a respect for, for the firearm. Um, you didn't just hop into a car and start driving for the first time, you know, and you're perfect at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, you had a respect for that. Well, you know, yeah. uh, you, you don't know me. <laughs> I hit the ground running, brother. <laughs> Driver says I was full. Yeah. <laughs> but we, I told you we like to cut up and have a good time on this yeah, show. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, right. Even even the last day of shot show at at zero hour here, you know, uh, I'm still pulling a little energy here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how. Nah, we're barely finding it every mm-hmm. day. We're motivated though, but. Um, uh, bottom line is we start everything stationary, and by the end of the first day, we work, we've got hot and heavy on drills, mm-hmm. shot placement, and everything else, uh, um, a barrel site relationship, a bore site relationship, if you want to call it that. Uh, we cover a lot of different aspects just to do with that weapon system, and, mm-hmm. I, and we try and teach our students to have what, what I call a symbiotic relationship with their weapons. It needs to be an extension of your arm. You can't be afraid of the noise it's going to make when it goes off. Right. You know, it's going to jerk. Right, yeah. exactly. There's going to be some recoil. There's going to be some noise, but it's five, five, six. It's not going to kick very hard. Just suck it up and roll, roll with it. Right. You know, because if you want to have these weapon systems in your house, you got to learn how to be comfortable with them. Not yeah. so comfortable. Embrace that, it. Right. Embrace it, and and not so comfortable that you're you start to ND every day. You pull out your gun to show your buddies. But what I'm saying is comfortable in the sense that it is becoming a part of you. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of the first day, we do cool down drills and we reinforce what we taught them the first day. And then they go to bed with that. That's been the last thing the instructors have said. We spend time with them. We eat dinner with them. We talk with them and we do what we call platoon sergeant time where we sit yeah. down and we, we as the instructor talk with them and they have any questions about anything at all. We sit down and we find that they learn even more that first day just mm-hmm. sitting down and talking to us over over the, around the fire. So the next day we move into shooting on the move, more transition drills. Eventually we will learn how to do barricade drills. And then So this we, is a multiple day course. Absolutely. Yeah. The okay. basic course is two days. Two days. And we've gotcha. taken what we what we would do in four weeks for a basic qual our basic course and we crunched we we took what we needed in order to familiarize mm-hmm. students with these with the procedures. Essential pieces and yes, exactly. And then the intermediate course. and the advanced they get longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get longer because we're, in, we're reinforcing the stuff they've already learned and we're adding to the plate. Right. Now, this course, is this a, is this a traveling course or do they come to you for this course? In either, either or. If okay. we travel, we've got to have 10 students, like Mike said earlier, but if yeah. they come to us, it can be one-on-one. What we're trying to provide for all parties involved is we have a really great group of guys here. They got a, their Global War on Terror is graduates. Uh, <laughs> if you think so, that's, that's kind of our, that's, our college, that's a good, that's college a good degree. Yeah. yeah. We come from the Spec Ops community, the, the entire staff. So uh, with that said, there's a lot that everybody brings to the table. Uh, we can't forget to bring it down to the basic level where we started. Right. Also compounding on that, with the experience, there's multiple. You, you can accumulate the years that we have in country and missions and operations we are on. So a lot of what we're teaching is applicable. It's relative. It's not outdated. It's relevant. Uh, it's relevant. Yeah. It, we didn't get our name by, and not to downplay anybody, but we didn't get our name by killing paper for 15 years. Right. Okay. A lot of this is, is tried and true and applicable to what works and what we've seen. There's stuff that we haven't seen and stuff that we haven't been into, but as a whole collectively, uh, a lot of that piece of the pie is grasped, which is what we're trying to convey to our clients and our students. Right. Right. 
That's a great point. So where can they go to get in touch with you guys? You can go to www.treadswift.us. That's our website. It has a list of our courses available, and you have our contact uh, form there on the website uh, that you can that you can get in touch with us uh, by, or you can email me directly at david at treadswift.us uh, for any questions regarding courses. And uh, if it's a course-specific question, I will redirect the student to the section head uh, who's got the sub- who's the subject matter expert of that uh, particular course. Very cool. Very cool. And you guys are on social media as well? We are, Take yes. It. You can find us at Treadswift Tactical LLC on Facebook or Treadswift on Instagram. And mm-hmm. we also have a YouTube channel as well. YouTube. YouTube. YouTubers. So do you post like tidbit training tips and tricks there we, or do you we, like do your courses post those on? Oh there? no, we don't do the whole course. We do, uh, we do short, uh, pieces of instruction, you know, basic, uh, like a tip of the day kind of thing. Right. Exact tip of cool. the day kind of thing. Or like, Hey, this is how you really do it. Uh, this is how you're actually supposed, this is how you're going to speed reload your, your, uh, your weapon system, whether it be pistol or rifle. Um, right. Safety, even walking through safety procedures, basic safety procedures, and then we we do. Uh, not, I don't. I won't say fool around, but we do show them our skill sets as well. So occasionally it'll just be a video of us doing a drill and showing a this is this is what it looks like full speed. Very cool. So you're into products? We well? do. We also have a okay. retail yeah, section. Talk about that. Uh, when yeah, really fast here. Uh, I know you're, you're trying. I to see you got some. I see you got some t-shirts there. Yeah. This is uh this is our instructor specific t-shirt, but guys are actually liking it, so I think we're gonna make. Yeah, I'm digging more. it, man. But we do have some. We do have one for you here. Uh, I think yeah, I think it'll fit. Sure. I think it'll fit perfectly. Is it really small? It's a large. It's right? a large. Yeah, that's, that's me, man. I'll wear large. Oh yeah. That's our wolfhound tee. Wolfhound tee. Oh, I love that, man. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> is this your dog? No. That's not him? No. That's not mine. <laughs> Very cool. Love that. So you guys are, what kind of what gear are you selling online? Uh, we distribute uh, cleaning system, uh, cleaning supplies uh, from Seal One. Uh, we, have, we cover down on a, on a myriad of different optics, uh, Leopold, Aimpoint, EOTech with three, three buys. Uh, covered down on uh, some different, different body armor. Yeah. Um, and uh, things of that nature. It's, Maybe some carrier accessories. Yes, yes. Coming well, up in well, the future. We, we really believe. We really believe in a, a product from S and S Precision. I'm sure you might be familiar with those guys. Uh, it's a Kydex rig, and and uh, they can mold it to fit any plate. Yeah, they, they, yeah. We saw yeah. that uh, the other day, thanks to Alex. And that's yeah. an excellent. That's an excellent Very piece cool. of kit. Um, and that's what we run as instructors, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that we sell. And, and uh, just a reiterate we don't sell anything that we don't personally test for a great period of time before mm-hmm. we even go to this company and ask hey can we distribute yeah. for you you've got hands on this stuff yes you, you've used it and you approve yes and we've also got tread swift approved yep. that's right <laughs> we uh we have a holster line um i kind of started it was just a hobby of mine i was in the barracks you know i was bored pretty much molding kydex holsters with an easy bake oven pretty much you know <laughs> and uh my boys would come by hand me their gun press it right there there you go yeah. and uh it timer goes kinda, ding it's ready yep just kind of went from there so order got, up yep we've got uh inside the waistband you know outside the waistband kind of uh and those are all on our website so, yeah. so you're doing kydex yep. on those yes. Very good. do you do any hybrid kind of yeah that's leather. our inside the waistband's a, a hybrid um leather on the inside so it's more comfortable for you know inside the waistband yeah 
um, with a with a Kydex shell that uh, actually you know locks your locks your pistol in there. So yeah, very yeah. cool. We have a store at tstproshop.com, um, and we welcome retail orders online. Uh, the majority of our sales though go to our students. Uh, they they get a good price break on all the gear that we sell them because we just want them to have the appropriate kit, mm-hmm. especially to go through our course. Uh, somebody wants to show up, of course, in uh, in an LBV or 782 gear, you know, two canteens and two mag pouches. You don't judge. You don't no, judge. absolutely not. We'll so show them how to use, use it. it. <laughs> we absolutely will. We'll show them how to make it better. Make the most of it, right? Because we've been trained from the ground up utilizing 782 gear, so why not? It's like, son, uh, I see you it. got some lemons here. We're going to make lemonade, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. So, Tread Swift Tactical, and the website again, one more time. www.treadswift, that's don't tread on me, swift, silent, deadly, dot us. There you go. David, Mike. Eric and C.S. That's it. <laughs> Cass, thanks for being uh, on our 100th episode. Well, thanks for having us. Well, this is our 100th interview, so. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> well, that worked out perfect. Yeah, today. That's a bit, today. That's a bit facetious. <laughs> it doesn't count yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely, guys. Looking forward to doing some more with you in the future. Yep. Awesome. All right. Thanks to, uh, thanks to our buddy Alex with ASP, Artificial Shoulder Pocket. ASP.co for setting this up and making it happen. I just smacked his inner thigh if you didn't. You heard that. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, lead heads, keep your loved ones close and train train like like your life depends depends on it. Oh, come on, see ass. (laughs) I missed it. (laughs) (laughs) You were looking right at me. (laughs) He froze up. I don't know what to say. The camera's on him. We'll do one more, and then I might I might uh, do like a plethora of them. And as always, lead heads, keep your loved ones close and train like, like your life depends on it. Fucking a, you <laughs> nailed it that time, guys. You sound like a choir. It's almost like you guys train together. Okay, guys. So I'm back with Andrew. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Tread Swift Tactical. Like I said, those guys are, are hilarious. Sea uh, ass was uh, a riot. We'll be we'll be doing more with those guys in the future. So, Andrew, we were talking about your your line of firearms. I think this would be uh, a great time to get into our trivia question this week, and right. it's going to be related to uh, the line of firearms that we just talked about. So, do you want me to ask it, or you want to ask it? Oh, you go for it, Marty. Okay. So, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, which rifle comes standard with the extended mag release? For Kalashnikov USA, now you're going to have to go to their website to find this. And part two of this trivia question, because, you know, I can't make anything easy for you guys, is you also have to go to their Facebook page and like their Facebook page. So, the question is, one more time, which rifle comes standard? standard with the extended mag release and then you also have to go to their facebook page and like it you should go there anyway and like their page uh, just to keep up with all the latest and greatest that kalashnikov is going to be bringing to the usa i was excited to hear that that they were coming especially since you know our jack wagon government uh imposed that uh import uh embargo i guess is is what it is that the proper term for that it's a it's a political sanction there you go. Political sanction. Uh, so Kalashnikov or 
somebody affiliated with him, maybe. Kalashnikov USA. Kalashnikov USA came up with a middle finger and said, ha ha, <laughs> we'll fix that and we'll just manufacture here in good old America. That's right. So I, I'm, I probably oversimplified that. <laughs> if, if there's more details you want to throw in there, Andrew, feel free. That's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Okay. All right. Um, but and now where where is their facility? Um, it's um, located down in South Florida. We're still currently in Tillytown, Pennsylvania, where we've been located for quite a long time. Um, but the uh, new facility and all our corporate offices and everything will be moving down to Florida soon. Okay. Good deal. Florida. They need to come to Tennessee. Why couldn't you talk them into coming here, man? I guess we didn't have enough tax breaks for them. So let me uh, announce the winners from last week's trivia question, which which senior team leader Garcia uh, just kind of threw out you guys, um, unbeknownst to me that he was going to do that. But, you know, he's fly by the seat of his pants, high-speed kind of guy. And the question was, uh, they did a video recently where he's shooting the KSG shotgun. And the question was, what was his time on putting two shots center mass with that KSG shotgun? And the two winners, um, we had several people answer it and got it right, but uh, the two winners are Justin Allen and Jason Scott. And the answer was he put the two shots in 0.70 seconds. That quick with a KSG pump shotgun. Now, is that quick, Andrew? I ask you. I wouldn't want to be in front of him. (laughs) That's quick and accurate because he put both slugs center mass in 0.70 seconds. Pretty solid. So so those guys uh, each are going to get an operator light, a coast knife, and a Max the Superdog T-shirt. So I'll be getting in touch with you guys to get your your mailing address. And appreciate everybody uh, who took part. But as always, guys, I like interaction with sending in suggestions for jack wagons. Uh, If you've got suggestions for facts to fight the myth, if you've got a a topic or a subject that you want to hear, the best way to submit those would be through email, and it's talkingled at gmail.com. Uh, I get all that on my phone. I, I, you know, the social media, trying to keep up with the Instagram and the Twitter and the Facebook, uh, it's just a little overwhelming sometimes. So if you guys really want me to, to find your, your feedback, uh, answers to trivial questions fast, send them to the talkingled at gmail.com. And in the subject line, just you know, quickly reference what it is. That way, I can I can find it quick. Um, but you can also get me on Facebook and uh, Instagram. I think can you message on Instagram like private message? I don't know. I don't know either. Marty. I might. They might be trying to do that, and I'm missing a, a lot of their messages. So don't do it there if you're doing it. Go to Facebook or send the email. Yeah, don't um, don't do the Instagram. Marty doesn't know how it works. <laughs> I can post stuff. I just. <laughs> You're sending me messages. I don't know if I'm getting them or not. So, but uh, yeah, check us out there. And Andrew, where can people find more? Find out more about Kalishnikov USA. And um, I know you guys probably got dealers now too. Where where are all your dealers at? Um, well, we've got dealers setting up all over the country. Um, if you go to our website, which is kalashnikov-usa.com, um, there's a dealer locator on there. 
You can also hit the Contact Us page. If there are any dealers listening that want to get set up with Kalashnikov USA who haven't, um, you can go down to the map, and it shows um, each of the uh, sales reps and what area they cover, their email address and phone number. Um, if you're in the in the eight southern states that I cover, call me. All my info is right there on the website. And uh, you can find out any information there you need. You can also link to our Facebook and our Twitter and Instagram off our website as well. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, um, we didn't say what they were going to win to the trivia question, Marty. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just so, thought about it. So the the winner of this week's trivia question on the uh, Kalashnikov rifles is going to win. Tell them, Don Pardo. <laughs> all right, Marty. Um, all of our uh, Kalashnikov USA uh, rifles, um, except for the wood gun, come uh, decked out with uh, CAA furniture. That's Command Arms Accessories. I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with it. If you're not, definitely check out Command Arms Accessories online. But what they're going to win is our... SKBS stock. It's a six-position skeletonized stock. It will fit mil-spec and commercial tubes, mm-hmm. so it'll fit on any of your ARs you got, and it'll also fit on any of your AKs that have the uh, AR-style tubes on there, whether it's mil-spec or um, uh, commercial. And it's really high-quality stock. Um, definitely check it out with uh, CA doc at uh, commandarms.com, and you can check it out there. Very cool. That's an awesome gift, man. Appreciate that. No problem. All right, so do you guys have any – are you, you got any shows coming up that you're going to be at? Um, yeah, well, show season's coming up pretty quick. Um, we'll obviously be at all the uh, distributor shows and buy group shows, of course, SHOT Show, the NAGSW shows, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, but definitely be checking us out. We've got some ads that will be running in American Rifleman, some coupons going out in some of those uh, magazines for some of the CAA accessories. Um, but definitely just, uh, just check us out if you uh, – Want to get a gun? Go go see your local dealer. If he's not carrying our stuff, tell him to uh to get it. Awesome. I'm looking forward to getting a couple of those in my hand. Absolutely. As well. All right, guys. So uh, we've come to the end of another show, and I want to thank Andrew for taking the time to, to join us today with Kalashnikov USA. Again, you guys go check out their Facebook page. Go to their website. Show them the Leadhead Nation love, we like to call it. Uh, also want to do a quick shout out to our guys over at Orion's Ken. They just recently had the release of their first TV show on the Pursuit Channel. So go check them out, uh, Orion's Ken um, at the Pursuit Channel. And as always, you can get our t-shirts at 1776united.com. They're going to be having, and I hope to get this out before the 4th of July, but if I don't, I, I apologize. I'll make posts on social media. Uh, but they're having a big 4th of July sale on their shirts. Uh, so it'll be a good time to go get the uh, the Talking Lead t-shirt there. Um, I always like to thank Rob Pincus over at ICE Training for all the, the years and of support and continued support that he shows Talking Lead. And as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close. And your Kalashnikov US-109T Tactical 12-Gauge Semi-Automatic Shotgun even closer. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. All right, that works for you. Works for me, buddy. All right. <laughs> <laughs>